Well, hello again, everybody. It's your host here. The D is silent. Um, it is Monday, about 4.40 in the afternoon on September the 18th, uh, 2023. And today, basically, I'm going to start this episode and, you know, get, get its legs up and running. Let's talk a little Ahsoka. I mean, the last couple of weeks, and in in, this is Monday episode 6 is coming out tomorrow um, I think out of 8 how good has it been I mean two back to back I mean the whole series is good I was talking to my brother he doesn't really care for it but I thought it was phenomenal especially if you're a you know, Clone Wars uh, cartoon fan which I watched I binge watched it all you know years ago and then I watched like half of it again more recently on Disney Plus. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, how good has Ahsoka been? I mean, just the last two episodes alone. I know they were out in movie theaters with it, but I mean, that was movie quality worthy. Um, it didn't progress any of the story forward, but I thought it was a great, great mid-season, you know... A great mid-season, mid, you know, they put an exclamation point on the series of what the series, of all it could be. And I kind of just feel like, you know, as they, as, I kind of feel like between The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, uh, and or... You know, now Ahsoka, like they're finally starting to unfurl and and get into more, you know, getting past the Skywalkers. And And I'm okay with how they're using Anakin right now. You know, I'm okay with that because... He's. It's not all his show. He was just. He was a big part of Ahsoka. Ahsoka popped up in the Mandalorian. Now Ahsoka's got her own thing, and boy, is it glorious! Um, they took everything that within the Clone Wars, and I'm also kind of wondering. Um, is it possible, possible, Obi-Wan shows up? Is it possible the Mandalore shows up in her series? Uh, Obi-Wan would be more likely. And they can just bring in Ewan McGregor for a little bit. Maybe like next season. Um, because they've already done it with the Obi-Wan series and her helping young Luke and young Leia maybe he can go in on a secret mission and help you know Ahsoka you know a few Jedi versus what's coming that's what I'm hoping for I'm hoping that they spin off that way you know we still got Grogu out there who is a Jedi practitioner as well half Jedi half Mandalore and I like the battle for Mandalore how they just teased that a little bit uh, we had Captain Rex in this last episode. Um, but the highlight was Ahsoka, young Ahsoka, 
and Anakin and all that. I mean, does it get any better than that if you're a Star Wars fan? No. Just phenomenal. And, and it was well done. My brother's got gripes with it, but I, I'm giving those... I'm grading it high. Um, probably episode four was like a nine overall because of the battle uh, between Ahsoka and and Ren and and Shin and I can't think of the other guy's name right off the top of my head. And then they they had that that the way that episode four ended was just phenomenal because then you got you got to see her in the world beyond world talking to Anakin for like a split second and then you were then you knew episode five was gonna be fire everybody knew episode was gonna be must watch TV and and they didn't disappoint the Star Wars did not disappoint at all uh, an amazing experience uh, I'm glad I I have Disney Plus and I could just watch it as soon as it drops. I would have loved to have gone and seen it in theaters. It just it's on a Tuesday. Maybe they should have made the episode come out that Sunday so I could have watched it in theaters. It is what it is. Um but it was phenomenal. You know, the whole battle seeing uh Anakin Vader and trying to still teach Ahsoka things in I just kind of feel like that episode in itself was probably like a nine and a half, even even maybe just a tad bit higher out of ten. It had everything that I wanted to start, and they took it serious. It wasn't just like a goofy cameo. Like they let that man really spread his wings and come out and unfurl himself, you know, as well in in the episode. Um, I can't think of the actor's name at the top of my head. And I honestly, Star Wars fans probably get on me about that, but whatever. Uh, but no, it was it was phenomenal seeing the man back in action as well as it was in Obi-Wan. But this one was better because you got to see him without the char. You know, if you're a Star Wars fan, you know the char. <coughs> Excuse me while I sneeze there for a second. But yeah, no, the Ahsoka fan service was amazing the episode was amazing again we didn't see annie all charred up we got what was essentially like um him back in the prequels you know they de-aged him again they had that de-aging technology running rampant uh through hollywood right now trying to bring life into some old properties but using the de-aging but also kind of keeping them you know, aged a little bit, but not so aged. Uh, we had that with Iron Man. We had that with now uh, Obi Wan. We've had that with Anakin. We've had that with Indiana Jones. I mean, there's several things that have used it, and not all of them use it good, but this one was because they were like, okay, well, this is going to be. Uh, you know, this is going to be a a kind of like a mystical realm, not necessarily like real life realm. And I think Disney's kind of been tinkering with it to see how what works, what doesn't work with it. And they had another chance again. And 
that's what it is. I mean, it's like I, I think that I didn't, but that overall the episode was great. I kind of feel like that guy Dave Filoni, uh, he's doing a masterful job. Uh, the series is getting to Thrawn. I think they're gonna get to him a little late in the series. Um, I don't know if they're going to stop him from coming. And then, in this series, is kind of pushing the Star Wars into a new era. Uh, the Mandalorian is pushing it as well, but those the Mandal but this one is pushing it farther because I think they're gonna go and explain why Grogu is and hasn't been around. I think they're eventually gonna go meet Thrawn on their own turf. On you know on his own turf, and really in a sense, basically uh, pick it up from there, and that's why the, they, those characters were not around during the the newer Star Wars films. I think that's what's going to be, um, and then when they come back, maybe they come back to find out that you know. The Jedi are in the Republic are once again on the run. So maybe something like that. So maybe I think a few more properties need to come out in the Star Wars franchise. Definitely a few more series um, before they can start bringing all these characters together. Um, I want uh, an Ahsoka, Mandalorian, you know, Mando, Grogu. Uh, Ren, I mean, there, there's a ton of them. Ezra, you know, some of the Bad Batch that exist. Uh, we need all of them. And to make up a new story, a new person, you know, to fight against. And, be, and, be, and have him be around for a while as we get past... Vader and the Skywalkers and Luke and all of them you know I kind of feel like that's where we're heading and I think Star Wars is is doing a phenomenal job building the world uh, before we get to those next levels and I think when we get to that next level we're going to find out you know they can add in a little bit more maybe some of the Wookiees maybe you know we'll, we'll see more of the Malk uh Darth Maul's kin, you know, maybe we'll see other people, you know, in action and have it be a movie not tied to the Skywalkers. Maybe they'll bring back Ray. I'm hoping they bring back Ray in a fashion. Uh, maybe Thrawn will just be fighting them and will make his comeback post. Uh, Pulse Sidious' death, his final, final death, and maybe it'll be Rey will have to pick her saber up again. Maybe it'll be Rey, Grogu, Ahsoka, Mando, and a couple other people's taking on, you know, having Avengers-esque showdown with, you know, a wild-ass army. We'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. That's all, that's just my speculation, but I think Ahsoka overall, the series... I thought Obi-Wan was my favorite. I thought Mandalorian seasons 1, 2, and 3 were top tier. Shit, I thought Andor was crisp. Um, 
but this one is just blowing, blowing, and this especially for it being a season one, is blowing some of that shit out the water, man. No cap, no lie, no fucking nothing. Um, they're just fucking hammering the other Star Wars franchises, making them look sort of bad. You know, there's a Mandalore episode where, you know, during season three where they kind of weren't doing much. They went to the planet. He had to uh, figure out what code was fucking with the robots. And eventually found out it was the main robotic chief guy. And then they kind of threw him a party and this and that. And then, you know, that was kind of the basis of it. Um, but this one doesn't have any of those episodes yet. I mean, there's always room for failure, obviously. But I don't think so. If they keep Ahsoka... And I, I think just with the way the overwhelming... I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, I don't I don't know. Not even on Twitter, there's not even many Star Wars people's, um, you know, griping about the show. If you're a Star Wars fan and you're seeing all this and... I mean, this is going to warrant a season two. I'm almost positive of that. Just off of what we've seen in the first five episodes. We'll see how it is in the next three. But I don't think it could get any worse. I think, I mean, I don't think it's going to get any worse. It's not going to falter. I have them going bonkers over the next three weeks. And we'll find out what episode's cooking for. Episode 6 is cooking for tomorrow. And I mean, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but... This is post-Anakin. I don't think we'll see Anakin much more in Ahsoka series. Maybe another appearance in the next season. Um, It'd be interesting to find out if... What's the man's role is going to be going forward. Because I do believe that they want to sprinkle them in. You know, I'll sprinkle in young Luke and young Le- Leia as well. Be kind of interested to see those characters' um, screen time going forward. I don't think it's going to be much, but I do think people will like to see, especially Grogu as well. What's what's his future holding? Um, as they finally getting past Yoda, as well. Like they were like, oh, we're going to make a younger Yoda that's going to lead us for the next however long as we get past Yoda Grogu will now be or Din Grogu will now be uh, the whatever species he is I don't even know if they've name dropped his species yet why there's so few of them and why he can just hold the force and his journey as a Mandalore and I think they were wise to make him a multi-faceted a warrior now going forward because they're going to ha- allow him to travel in a lot of different realms. Not only the Mandalore, not only, you know, Jedi, but it w- we'll see if he can get inherit other, you know, adapt to other lifestyles as far as like the Wookiees go. You know, maybe he'll be a brawler at some point. And, I, and even though he's small, um, who's to say he can't brawl? They put him in a robot suit. Who's to say he can't put him in a robot suit to fight? Um, I could totally see that working. 
Um, I think he's going to be the universal tool going forward. Uh, but back to Ahsoka, yeah, I think over the next couple of episodes, I think they're on their way to Thrawn. We'll see what happens when they arrive. Um, and we'll find out when they arrive what kind of fuckery they're walking into because they're going to a whole nother galaxy. Um, as far as everybody knows, they've just been in our galaxy the, in all its infinite amount of shit that goes on in it. Uh, with Coruscant and other different planets, Naboo, you know, Tatooine, you know, all these places. What happens when they go to an entire another galaxy run by an entire another group of who knows what? Who knows what Thrawn will be when they get there? Maybe he'll have conquered that galaxy and he is the Palpatine or the Sidious of his galaxy and does not want to come back. Uh, but maybe he'll see that there's an opening now that Darth Sidious is gone years later. Maybe he beats back Ahsoka and all of them and says if they, if the Sidious and, er- and everybody, once they're gone, will herald his return, maybe that's where they can bring him in. Well, we'll see. We'll see what goes on. I mean, I'm not entirely certain where this series of Ahsoka is going to end up being ultimately I mean we, we're, I'm assuming we're going to get a season 2 maybe even a third but this one still has to end we don't know where they're going to end at but I'm assuming they're going to end it on a high note a, a very sickly cliffhanger uh, I would even say a death is due uh, a famous one you know I think Shin is going to stay based off of the fact what happened in real life. But we'll see where that ends up. We'll see if they bring some more witchery, witchcraft into it. And a a plethora of other things. We'll see what happens. Going forward. But I I kind of feel like they're going to end this series on a big big cliffhanger. I think they're going to do battle but not solve anything. And then I think maybe in the next season they're going to eventually make their way back. And because of the distance in space, maybe that'll be post-Sidious's death as far as the new ones. And I think that's maybe where they'll meet up with a little bit aged Grogu, maybe like a teenager-sized. Which won't be very much bigger physically, but maybe he'll be able to be fully Mandalored out and be able to wield the Force. And, and the Mandalore, they could just keep the same age, just be a little bit older. As he doesn't take off his mask, he... It doesn't matter. Um, you'll know who he is. You'll have seen him plenty of times. Um, and what have you. And maybe that they'll do something like that. Maybe for them, galaxy hopping was real short of a time. But the farther they were away from our galaxy, maybe time sped up. As which is the case, I think, with light speed. So that might actually happen. Might theory might be correct um, Ahsoka and then might come back way past and maybe that'll be able to where they can meet up with Rey in general um, I like to get my thoughts out there and just say that that's what I think might happen but we don't know I don't know I mean it's again we're eating good if you're a Star Wars fan you're eating good 
Uh, I haven't yet finished Gamera. If you're a Raiders fan, you're not eating so good this week. And then we got the Steelers next week. So when I get back to finish up this episode and we get some more thoughts, maybe on Gamera or maybe I'll finish Baki finally. Um, we have a lot to discuss. So Ahsoka is so far two thumbs up. I got to give the series overall probably like a nine. Uh, hasn't yet. I haven't felt like there was a really forgettable episode yet. I really enjoy. I actually when when you watch shows, you I tend to enjoy them just because I'm like, oh, this is cool. Very few shows that I'm like, oh, this was complete a waste of time. Um, but it is what it is. But this one is really good, and I think I've just seen online so many people just stoked about what they've been watching the last couple of weeks, and and I can't get over it myself. I'm like, yo, they went hard, and I kind of want them to expand on the Clone Wars live action, expand on the Battle of Mandalore live action. Like, can we get those in production? Fuck what anybody else is doing or saying. Like, let's get those on camera like we want to see a young Ahsoka just tear up motherfuckers left and right like that's what we want that's what I want anyways and with that I'm gonna have to pause it here when we get back we'll talk whatever it is I finish or come up with hang tight okay so let's get into this little quick review um I really can't review all that well because I need to watch it again. Uh, but let's review Elemental on Disney Plus. I think I think it was a Pixar film and it came out a couple months ago, only like four, five, six months ago, back in the summer. And essentially, it's about the elements and you know, like fire, earth, wind, water, so on and so forth. Um. And the little young girl, Ember, she's, uh, I guess her father is an immigrant. Um, overall, I thought the movie was pretty good. I didn't really think it's one of Pixar's best films, but I did like some things that they had going for it. In um, the fact that they were like, oh, okay, well, how do all of these elements work? Like, for instance, the water dude could make like a rainbow um, and you know things like that the little the little earth people could make like flowers and trees sprout out of himself kind of like root but I thought that was cool and I kind of you know I watched the movie but I kind of watched it in like segments so that's why I kind of like, or no, I think I was eating dinner, so I was a little bit distracted. So that's why I want to kind of watch it again. And But I'm going to go ahead and just review it anyways, because I kind of feel like it was a good movie. I don't know if it was, again, I don't know if it was the best Pixar movie that they put out. I don't think it's better than Wally or Toy Story or, you know, Up or some of these other big Pixar movies. But it was pretty good. I got it. I think it's better than Luca. I think it's better than um, some of the stuff that they've been putting out lately. I think Pixar, this one probably animation-wise, it's pretty standard, but the story was really good. Uh, 
you know, it's actually a really sad story. Not sad, but it's actually got some sad parts to it. And it's like, oh, man, that sucks. You know. And it kind of deals, and I kind of think it's what this movie probably does a really good job at. Um, obviously, the main character of the movie is a female character, Ember. I think that's her name. Because they're going to redo the re-grand opening. It's Ember's uh, fireplace or whatever. Uh, but the father is an immigrant. He obviously, comes from the land of Fireland or whatever they call it. And he basically, much like my grandparents, just came to, you know, new land. It wasn't necessarily given a blessing, but they came anyways, and they stayed. I mean, that's kind of the basis of most of America. Um, depends on which nationality you are in America, whether you were uh, approved by the parents or not, or whether or not, you know, for instance, whether or not, how long down the generations are. I'm a third generation American now. And... I mean, obviously, there's people been around probably like the seventh or eighth generation. But whatever, you know, it's just what a big whatever to me. Uh, personally, but it's still close enough to me that I, I still talk to my grandfather and I talk to my grandmother. Well, I, don't, I only have one grandparent left, but I've talked to the ones that were alive when they were alive. And, you know, as I got older, my, you know, I could learn Spanish. I was able to talk to them. I'm able to talk to my grandfather still. So I kind of get the whole immigrant thing. And actually, that's kind of it's kind of sucky because I know to a degree it's true. You know, my grandfathers and grandmothers left their countries to come here. And they're dogged here. And that's what I kind of felt. I was like, oh, man, like, the guy's getting not picked on by the county inspector, the codes. They don't really like the fire people. Um, you know, and he's got his little shot. It was kind of, like, it kind of just reminds me of my grandparents, um, in a nutshell right there. So that, like, that's really relatable for me. That's relatable. And I think it's relatable to a lot of people. So that's probably why, you know, I think now Elemental has done really well, not only in the theaters, crossing like 500 million. Or so the last time I checked it was like 450 something, but it might be 500 million now. And then it was like the number one thing streamed on Disney, and that's crazy because Ahsoka is out. Um, but Elemental is really good. I, I, I like I said, I don't think it's the best Pixar film, but it's pretty good. It's not. It's not. No way is it bad. I think the story carries. The story carries the entire movie for me. That's the animation is just so so. I mean it's not their best work, but it's the the story is really what is gets a lot of people I think. So then then, you know you find out that Amber has just got like a a rage in her and her tolerance for the bullshit is at like zero. 
And actually, that also is very relatable because the tolerance for people's bullshit is at an all-time high right now. Across the board in all the United States, like, like there's, an, there's a scene in there where the guy is like, I want this one for free. And he's like, no, you buy one, you get one free. And he's like, well, just give it to me for free. And she's like, no, you got to buy one to get one free. And she just flips her lid. And I honestly, honestly, America is just sitting at that point right that that little frame America's just sitting there like people do the dumbest shit and then you know like the reactions are wild yeah America again America's sitting at that point most of Americans especially anywhere we're dealing with customer service, and that's pretty much we're customer service based, you know, country, like, most people don't cook for themselves, I think, there's a lot of restaurants, um, most people want to bargain, you know, and they do it any way possible, most people try to cheat. You know, if any if anybody is willing to save a dollar, that's just where we're at. That's how I get it. Like she probably was flipping her lid, like, "Hey, this is my store, this is my rules. It's not buy, it's not get one free if you don't buy it. No, it's buy one get one free." So she flips her lid and she turns purple and like flames the entire store. Um, and that there's that. that I mean, that was like highly relatable. And then eventually she gets hot enough that she bursts up at the pipes and the inspector, city inspector dude comes in and he's a water dude. Uh, I think his name was not, was not, yeah, I think it was Wade. His name is Wade. I wanted to say Tide, but I don't think it's, it's not Tide, it's not Sir. I think it's, I'm almost positive it's Wade. She meets Wade and they kind of don't hit it off at first. He gives her a uh, list of tickets that all the corrections they need to make and she needs to go talk to him because the store is going to get shut down and she's supposed to inherit the store that her father built. Uh, she, that's her goal. That's her goals in the beginning, although I don't know. They, they kind of turned the story that she never really wanted it, but in the beginning she kind of did. Um, that was never, supposedly was never her dream. But in the beginning, it kind of it kind of was. But I mean, it, it, you know, it's whatever. Uh, and then she goes to meet up with Wade. She talks to him. He's kind of a goofball. Uh, again, the the relate the dynamic between Wade and Ember is like honestly, that's the way America is situated right now. Women have a lot more say so in who they date, what they want to date and the kind of guy they're dating versus the dudes being the one like, I choose you and you need to date me and girls just kind of going along with it. Uh, right now, it's almost not necessarily reversed, but uh, women have, are definitely rejecting more, rejecting men a lot more than they are um, accepting or not not rejecting. You know what I mean? Uh, so Wade is kind of a goofball. He's kind of wants to like get to know Amber, but kind of 
you know, Ember's kind of like a stickler to him in the beginning. Uh, and then I won't, eventually he's like, well, you're going to have to come back, take me on a date or something. Or he's got to, they have to go to this soccer game because he's got to talk to the main, the main lady in charge. And that leads to a whole nother thing. Um, they go to the game and they have to cheer on. I forget what kind of a game it is, but it's between the cloud players. And eventually the cloud players win and they start to agree on holding off on the complaints or this or that. And then Ember and Wade kind of start hanging out and dating. I think he sees it as a date. She kind of just sees it as getting what she needs done. Uh, But then she kind of starts liking him a little bit. And, you know, that was the, the scene was kind of cool is when he t- takes her underneath the water in the air bubble. Um, that was a dope scene, you know, to go see the wisteria. Uh, you know, and then they, they, and amazingly enough, they kind of put in, like, not superpowers, but kind of powers, like, they can do things. Like, Amber can melt sand and turn it into, like, um, a glass sculpture. You know, Wade can, uh, he can walk on water, do mist. I mean, he can do it. He has his own powers. He he's, can, obviously, can swim. Uh, and then the Arab people, they have lightning powers. I mean, there's this kind, it's not a superhero, by no means is it a superhero movie. But it kind of has a little hint of superheroism. And I think that was very smart of the people that made Elemental. Uh, because we're just... There's a lot of superhero things going on right now. And it would be smart to make your characters have some sort of a gift or power or an ability. So that it relates to these other big popular movies. And I mean, maybe this is the beginning of Pixar's long... I mean, I think eventually Pixar will get to a point where I could see a Buzz Lightyear, an Elemental, Frozen... Are you Frozen Pixar? I think it is. Not 100%. Have all of them with their powers team up to take on somebody. Like, pull, like, just like... Marvel's doing, Star Wars is doing, they have, and I think they kind of gave Elemental that, I mean, even though it's not explicitly said, I think that the longer I look at some of these movies, um, and Wally's also robotic, so there's that, um, they can pull them together and make like a superhero type movie. I think that's maybe what Pixar has cooking down the road and that nobody would have noticed it's coming until it's just there. Um, but on, on top of that, there's just a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fun elements about Elemental. You know, the gate they gave those characters. Um, and then moving past that, they kind of have a little powwow because... You know, her dad wants to give her the store. He wants to retire. 
and she ends up meeting Wade's family, and they like her. They want to send her to, like, a glass-making school. And she's kind of like, well, I got, you know, to run the family shop. She doesn't know what she wants to do. Uh, a lot of people have those dis- tough decisions to make as well. What do you want to do, you know, go out and live your life, you know, or, you know, pursue your career. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of elements of a lot of big topics that people, a lot of people face right now. And that's another one. They, you know, eventually she gets put into like, not an ultimatum, but she has to make a decision. She wants to stay with her parents run the store, run their family little business, or take off, abandoning the store, even though her father is old and now is, he's tired, and or go and make her own future that's going to pull her away from the family. And, you know, eventually she chooses to stay with her parents, but then, um, like, not tragedy strikes, but Wade comes in and... He kind of, well, actually, he doesn't ruin it, but it gets, there, everything gets spoiled. Especially your dad says no, she's kind of mad at Wade. Wade doesn't give up on her. And then the, the little dam that they had broke, and so the water comes rushing into Fireland again, or the fire town, or whatever, wherever they're at. And Wade and Ember save her dad's blue flame, and eventually... Uh, yeah, the dad's okay with letting her go, choosing her own life, what she wants to do. And she chooses to go with Wade and chooses to go make glass. And I, all of that, I thought the story was really good. You kind of felt bad for Wade because they almost, they almost killed Wade off, although he just evaporated into the walls. Um... But they, they kind of made it seem like they killed him off for a quick second. I actually didn't think he was going to make it, but he made it. And it is a Pixar movie, so they were not going to just straight up kill him off, I don't think. The Pixar's not known to do that. Pixar will have a long goodbye rather than kill somebody off. And that's kind of what they did here. They, you know, because the dad and the daughter, you know, the fan, the mother as well, they let they let them go, you know, these part of ways. So there, there was, the whole ending was kind of like, oh, damn, like, it had you hooked a little bit there. Uh, and overall, like, again, that was probably, yeah, probably was like a, an 8 out of a 10 movie for me. I thought, I thought it was really good. It could have been better um, animation-wise, but I think maybe for what they were going for, the animation was good enough, or it was probably right there, but I, it could have, I think it could have been bigger, like, they could have added a lot more animation into it, there was a point in time when Pixar was, like, the forefront of all technology animation, and to me, it's like a lot of the other studios caught up, like, Super Mario was bonkers, their animation, um, and Elemental was had good good qualities about it too. I thought, um, but the story was really was really good. Like, 
if you want to watch it with your kids, your kids might be like, oh, that's kind of sad. Like, they're going to feel like a, a way towards those characters. So, well, that's it. That's my elementary review. I don't know. Maybe I'll get this posted up because maybe this episode is going to be kind of long. Um, if not, I'll come back and talk about something or save something else for something else. I still have not got back to Gamera. Uh, haven't finished Baki. Been busy with football and just work. I come home and I, it's hard to just sit down and just plug into the TV and, and I want to do other things. So hang tight. Maybe I'll get this posted up. Maybe I won't. But if not, I'll catch you guys in the next one or I'll be right back. But we don't know yet. Laters. <laughs>